0: I stand by my position. They're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Hey there boys and girls, welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brand. You've got a sad host this week. Obviously, you all know I'm a Packer fan. I'm going to rant about the Packers. I'm going to rant about Aaron Rodgers, where it's been, where it's going, what's going on with him, and talk about that scintillating game last night the Bills and Chiefs, and some business of sports aspects to it. So we got a lot of rants today, Packers heavy rants, but also other aspects of that incredible divisional round this weekend. Rants coming up. First, a word from our presenting sponsor, DraftKings. It, you got a promo this week. You can get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. That's right. You bet just $5, win 280 in free bets, if your team wins. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, here we go. <laughs> Saturday night, I was with my son. I am a Packer fan. People ask me all the time, like, how do you do it? How do you maintain this fandom? Because your media, you do all these different things, you do all these different uh, media outlets and you guys are supposed to be impartial. No, I admit it, I'm not impartial. Two reasons. Number one, I spent 10 years there. That's hard to live that down. It's hard to sort of go away and be impartial because I know people there. I know a lot of the people are still there for my time there. The training staff, the equipment staff, the security staff, the strength and conditioning staff, some players, not many, but Aaron and Mason Crosby, some of the staff that's working in the front office. I know those guys, the scouts, the administration. So I have a lot of warm memories about the place. I'm happy I left. I'm happy I've moved on in my career, even, but I still maintain it. My helmet's in the back of me. I'm a Packer fan, so that was tough. The other reason I stay a fan is really my sons. I have two boys. They're now living apart from us. Uh, one's in Dallas, one's in LA. I was in Dallas this weekend to see my son. He's a man, head manager for the basketball team down there and also to watch the game with him. So it was tough. As a Packer fan, it was heartbreaking, as I'm sure a lot of people listening to this know. I thought this was the year. They had the best player, the MVP, the quarterback. We're going to talk a lot about him. One of the best receivers in Devontae Adams. One of the best running back won two punches with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who unfortunately got hurt. An improved defense. Extremely better than past years where they've been in these championship games. And that showed. But then, of course, I underestimated the problematic nature of the special teams. And then you get to Saturday night, and it's the perfect storm. It just looks like they're not into it. We've seen this before. I saw it during my day, a game just like that on a Saturday night in the snow against the upstart Atlanta Falcons and Michael Vick. Seen it against San Francisco, seen it against the Giants, seen what's happened in these big games. It just felt like, oh, my God, is this really going to happen again? And there's that disappointment of feeling like you're the better team, but you lost. The better quarterback, than you lost. The better offense, but you lost. Maybe even the better defense, but you lost. And, of course, the special teams plays. Okay. It's disappointing. It presents the Packers as a team with a lot of regular season success and not translating it to the playoffs. I don't know why. I mean, people are looking to me, this Packer expert. I don't. Of course, I picked them. I picked all four losers this weekend. How about that? See my Twitter, a lot of response to that. I was perfect picking the Titans and the Packers and the Bucks and the Bills. How about that? All right, back to the Packers. I don't know what the solution is. I just think there's something that happens in these big games, and it's all anecdotal. It's not systematic. They get up against these teams. As people said, I didn't want to believe it, but the 49ers were a bad matchup. 49ers really relied on only a couple of players. They weren't throwing anyone besides Debo and George Kittle. They weren't like the Packers. They weren't throwing – people criticized, well, they're only going to Devontae or Aaron Jones. Well, what about 49ers? It worked for them. And it really did come down to the special teams gaffe. And it just reminded me of 2016, the gaff against um, – the Seattle Seahawks, and still the most disappointing game of all. That one, by far, more than this, because that one was a championship. That one was they had the game in place. That one was the special teams gaffe on the onside kick, among other things. This game, it seemed like there were a lot of ways the Packers could have won, and they didn't. If Aaron Jones scores on that long pass before the um, intermission, if uh, if obviously the blocked punt. Obviously, if Aaron finds uh, Alan Lazard on that last play rather than Devontae Adams. All these things. But here we are. And where do we go from here? Well, I think where we go is we look what's going to happen with Aaron. Now, let's review. This time last year, after the championship loss to the Bucks, Aaron was on record saying, I don't know what the future is going to hold. People raised their eyebrows a little bit, but they kind of went away. That simmer turned to a boil on draft day with Schefter Report, ESPN, so many networks reporting, Aaron's not happy, may never set foot in Green Bay, he hates the Packers, he's not gonna go there, he's upset. And I just looked at it practically and said, listen, the Packers aren't trading Aaron because Jordan Love is not ready and they want the MVP play for them while he's a placeholder for Jordan Love and Aaron can't retire. I don't think he's gonna retire. So what are his options, he has no options. So he came back. And he played. And there we go. Now we get to 2022. It has been my thought since draft day 2020 that the Packers would transition from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love in 2022. I have no inside information. I haven't talked to the Packers about this. I haven't talked to Aaron about this. But that's the sense I have. And I think that's the sense that Aaron had all of last offseason, basically saying to the Packers, what are you going to do? Why do you want to have me as a placeholder? If you're going to move to love in 2022, just do it now. And of course, they came to an accommodation which lopped off the contract after not 2022, I'm 21, but after 2022, and loose language about them getting together in 2022 now to figure out what's next. Well, okay, that only confirmed my suspicion that they're moving on in 2022. Now, everyone has come to me in recent weeks, look how great he's playing, look how great they're getting along. He's now good friends with the general manager, everything's going great. And I say, I stand by my position. They're gonna move on from Aaron Rodgers. A Couple reasons. One, Aaron might retire, Aaron might get traded. Aaron feels like a real feeling that, hey, life is to be lived. If I live it this way, there's more experiences to have. I've loved Green Bay, but it's time. I just feel that. From the Packers, they're never going to say it, but it may be time with them too. And there's nothing wrong with that. I was in Green Bay for nine years. I felt it was time. And maybe the Packers felt with me. It was time to move on. That's okay. The other part of this, which people don't talk enough about, is they drafted a first-round quarterback. Now, I know Aaron sat for three years. But I just think in this day and age, no one sits that long. Trey Lance just sat a year. That's out of the ordinary. Pat Mahomes sat a year. That's out of the ordinary. Who sat two years besides Aaron? Now Jordan has sat two years. And I just think they want to move on. They don't want Jordan to come in after three years. I just feel like two years. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Jordan sits another year before they move to him in 2023. But it just feels like it's time. And I've felt this for a long time, and it's been my opinion. I may be wrong. Now, from a fan point of view, it just seems like there is some fatigue with Aaron, even the most diehard Packer fans. I certainly feel it. And listen, when I go on Twitter this weekend after the game to defend Aaron, not even defend, I just think the the criticism, what I call twitticule, about Aaron Rodgers is over the top. And, but wow, does it come hard on me when I do that to listen? I'm not defending Aaron Rodgers comments, but I just think, listen, there are NFL players who've hurt people this year. There's an NFL player who killed a person this year. I don't see the same Twitter shame police out there that there is about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's like, wow. I mean, I had ESPN people sort of questioning my stance and I just said, well, don't we want him to say, and not just use cliches. They said, well, this is more cliches. It's spewing in for misinformation. He should get criticized. And I'm like, he does get criticized. Well, it should be more scrutiny. Well, these are ESPN people talking about more scrutiny. They just gave him a forum on the day before the game where he went on for 28 minutes about the present administration, about the same stuff he's been talking about with COVID. And the vaccine and ESPN is saying they don't get he should get more scrutiny. Well, they're giving him the platform. So, and not scrutinizing that. At least I haven't seen that from ESPN. I don't get it with Aaron. He obviously brings a lot, I mean, obviously, he brings a lot of this on himself, but I think it's just been over the top with him. It's like, okay, you don't like him. We get it. But I mean, and then to sort of dunk on him for not winning and one championship in 17 years. I mean, listen, it's a team sport. A better special teams, they win that game. There's the win. You think Josh Allen is a loser? <laughs> you know, he's lost these playoff games. I mean, it's just like, okay, this is not tennis. This is not golf. It's a team sport. So, Putting a bow on the Packers season, again, extraordinary season. Aaron's going to be the MVP for the second consecutive year. They're saying they have all these cap problems. I'm not even going to get into that. I mean, cap problems, I managed their cap for 10 years. Cap problems are what you make it. Sometimes it's teams giving out excuses, cop-outs to the public. It seems like there's some fat they can trim on the roster. And, of course, I don't know how they let it get to this point because I think the Packers have been a well-managed cap team. I know they have for a long time, so we'll see. I do think that we're going to see some back and f- some twists and turns with Aaron Rodgers. You know, we're going to have rumors out there like we had last year, maybe once get traded. Obviously, Denver's going to be in the mix in terms of rumors. They may hire the, his offensive coordinator that he's close with, Nathaniel Hackett. They acquired more draft picks with the Von Miller trade, a two and a three to package something they have assets including receivers. So that could be an issue and and you know Aaron may want to go out west and that's kind of out west. You know we're going to hear it all. My thought has been for 2 years they're moving to Jordan Love. And does that mean a rebuild? No, it means a rebuild of the quarterback position, but I think the Packers are a good team. I think they'll you know they're not going to be a favorite without Aaron. And that's okay. And that's okay. And yes, for the first time in 30 years, maybe Packer fans have to deal with a future without a franchise quarterback. That's tough. Packer fans, and I say this lovingly because I'm one, have been the most spoiled group of fans in NFL in the National Football League because of the quarterback play. It is so rare to have that. All right. And I'm going to get to that rarity in a minute with that game last night. First, I wanna talk about this new sponsor. I am excited about this new sponsor because it is a product that I use every day, sometimes twice a day. It's Athletic Greens, AG. I love this product. I literally use it sometimes twice a day, maybe every day. I started taking it a few years ago. I heard about it in other podcasts. And I said, I'll give this a try it gives you all the minerals and greens you need for the morning i do it every morning first thing it's got vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics adaptogens help you start your day right it supports gut health which is so important nervous system immune system energy recovery focus and aging all the things that i like to get involved with you guys know me as kind of a health fitness nut this is right in there this is one of my go-to's athletic greens gives me better sleep better recovery better mental clarity alertness one of the best things athletic greens uses the best products on the latest science constant product iterations constant testing i i can't say enough about it it's recommended by athletes it has five-star reviews it's trusted by podcast hosts i listen to michael gervais and tim ferris And it's okay. And we've got an offer for you from the business of sports right now. You can reclaim your health and immune system with convenient daily nutrition. The one I use AG athletic greens. You just put a scoop in a cup of water every morning. That's it. No need for all these different pills and supplements. Just that AG is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel for actually your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash BOS. That's my podcast. Now with AG, athleticgreens.com slash BOS. Take ownership over your health. Pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, Athletic Greens. All right, back to the podcast. What a game last night. Oh, my God. It was all the superlatives are coming out about the Bills and Chiefs, one of the greatest games ever, the greatest game ever couple things on the game itself. Obviously, everyone's talking about the flurry of offense at the end of the game, including 13 seconds to go and the Chiefs tie the game. They're down three. The Bills kicking in the end zone. And right there. I mean, I think Romo said it, but I was thinking, why would they do that? Why would they not either squib it? But more likely, I mean, the kicker can control this. Kick it to the one. Kick it to the five. Even the ten. I know, I know you got great returners. Tyreek Hill can be back there. But really, I would trust the odds of using up four or five seconds or six or seven, leaving this Chiefs with one play, not two, one play, which is not going to be a field goal. It's going to be a 70-yard Hail Mary, likely. I would trust that odds more than Tyreek Hill running back at A 70-yard play that would, again, and that would lead to only one play, which would be kicking a field goal. So, because that would take whatever, eight seconds, right? So, I just don't get it. Um, You squib it. Or not even squib it, because it doesn't start till the guy touches it. I'd kick it, but not to the end zone. Not to the end zone. Let him make a fair catch at the 10-yard line. It's better than 25, right? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get what the Bills did there. And they're all the talk about you got to give them the Bills in a, in a possession in overtime. Listen, the time to complain about overtime rules, is it always happens this way. Something happens and then overtime rules it's like, oh, my God. Well, here we go. They knew the rules. We knew the rules. And yes, yes, I think whoever touched the ball first was going to win. It was the Chiefs. They went. Got a score touchdown. They did. So again, I feel for Bills fans. I know a lot of them in my life, but wow, you can't complain about that. And that special teams, what a gaff! to nothing, not the level of the Packers gaff with special teams, but boy, wow. Other games I picked the Titans. I thought the Titans were built for the the pro season. Ryan Tannehill is a business sports hall of famer. He's making 90 million in the three years of that first three years of that deal. Compared to Mahomes making sixty-three million, same time they signed, he just didn't have it. They didn't have it, Uh, and Bengals got this special it about him. We'll see. I think the Chiefs can take care of him pretty handily, actually. Um, And then, of course, the Rams, Bucks. Again, we make too much of body language and facial expressions, especially with Aaron. But it just doesn't. Brady didn't seem into it. The crowd didn't seem into it. I know it's one of those. Tampa crowds, and you got two teams without just diehard fan bases in LA and Tampa, even though they're great teams, but it just, it just felt like, eh, I mean, it, the Packers and the Bucks, the two teams from last year championship game, just felt like they weren't into the divisional playoff round. It's just, it's weird. It is weird. They didn't seem to have the energy of the other teams. They didn't match the intensity of the other teams. Fascinating. But it happens. I guess, you know, you find them on a day or a night that's just not their best. And it happens. It's a team game. It's a team game. As, as to what Brady does, you know, I think there's a chance he walks away, but I think he's back. I think he's back. There's a chance Aaron walks away. I think he's back, and I think he's with another team. We're going to do more of this as we go on. But I just want to get it out there. Um, I'm sad. Packers lost. I'll move on. My kids are okay. You know, in past years, a little more, a little ups, more upset, but they're okay. And we're okay. We're we'll at peace with what, and peace with whatever happens with Aaron as a fan. And I hear this from a lot of Packer fans. They're at peace now. And this is deja vu with Brett, you know, with Brett, it was year to year and, oh God, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back now. And it got to a point where like, okay, we have Aaron. And we're, this is in the organization. We're ready to move on. I don't know if they feel that way about Jordan, but I, I, I just sense like they would be at peace moving on. They're not going to be as good. Fans understand that. The team has to understand that. It's not a rebuild. It's just a rebuild of a, a position. And that's my thoughts. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out. About Aaron, about the Packers. Last thing about that Bills-Chiefs game before I wrap it up. There's the future, right? So these are two quarterbacks that are going to be playing each other. I know a the, the lot of buzz. This is the future. Look at what we got. And also there's Burrow and also there's Justin Herbert. That's nice. But these two are signed long-term. The Bills have Allen under contract now to 2028. The Chiefs have Mahomes under contract 2031 What's important to note here is that that is such a godsend for these teams. I know people are talking about well, you going to make 43 a year, 45 a year. Well, right now they're not making anything close to that. They got the big bonus. I mean, Mahomes, like I said, 63 million over these first three years of the deal, that is pennies for him. He's still obviously not underpaid like he was on a rookie contract, but highly underpaid for this early part of the contract. And this is so great for these teams to have these guys under contract for so long. I, as an agent, don't like the deals they did. I don't even care what numbers it gets up to in 2028 or 29 or 30. No, this is great deals for the team. They have their most important asset, the face of their franchise, under contract. That's why for a player, a deal like the Prescott deal is so much better. Four years, 140 million, or 160 million, 40 year, and he's a free agent again, and he'll probably sign with the Cowboys, but he can look at other teams. He can use that as leverage. He can raise the stakes. He can raise the price and forget about what you think of Prescott versus the player versus Allen versus Mahomes. That's irrelevant in the business of sports. How do they use their leverage? how do they get there? How long did they sign for right now? Mahomes, it's hard to believe he's going to get another contract unless they tear it up for him, but right. They don't have to, he, they have the leverage and they have leverage over Josh Allen going through 2028. That's so long. You know, in a sport like this, that's so long. Okay. Those are my rants for this post-divisional round playoff week in the NFL for the business of sports. Before we get to our wrap, I want to give you a word from AutoZone. We got the free fixed finder at AutoZone. You can troubleshoot more dashboard lights, including your check engine light, ABS light, service interval light. The free Fix Finder is gonna give you all the possible solutions for your lights, all backed by verified technicians. It's gonna send you full results in a detailed Fix Finder report. That's great to have. So you got all the intel on your car. Go straight to your email. like It's like getting your blood results, right? All about your body. Get it on your car body. Good job, AutoZone. You'll have all the information you need. Take on the Fix. If you need help from a repair shop, AutoZone will get you to the right one. Nearby shop that you can trust That they have verified. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes, and you can only find it at AutoZone. So the next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, figure out what that is, just get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, that'll do it with this rant. And it was a rant, Brant's Rants edition of the Business of Sports. All right. Listen, I'm now have started the Sports Business League. I give you a daily rant, daily dose every single day, weekly roundtables. you get much more content. Here's the way to sign up. Go to andrew-brant slash SBL. It's the Sports Business League. andrew.brant slash SBL. I'm sorry, andrew-brant slash SBL. andrew-brant slash SBL, the Sports Business League. If you wanna hear my stuff, Every day of the week, weekly roundtables, we'll do lectures, join the Sports Business League. I think the price will give you some really good value. Newsletter, andrew com. Twitter, Andrew Brandt, Instagram, Andrew Brandt. Two, we have been ably produced by one Brian Neal, musical producer, my son, Sam Brandt, and Apple Podcasts, rankings, comments, always appreciated. If you would, maybe share this podcast with a friend, especially one you know that. Wants to hear about Aaron Rodgers or, or wants to debate Aaron Rodgers, let's put it that way. All right, I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brown. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE.